All right, let's see what I got for comments on the Johnny Mac video. Let's see. Oh, that's not good. That's not good either. Where did that one even come from? That one's fair. Oh my goodness, these comments are crazy. But that's just on YouTube, right? Oh, it's not. What is this video? And I think the um I think the argument can be made. I've said this before and some people don't like it, but I'll say it again because I believe it. I think the argument can be made that given the sheer size, the sheer scope of John MacArthur's ministry and all that goes along with it, that God has used him in a greater way than any other single individual since the apostolic era. Okay, this is getting out of hand. It's one thing for there to be like weird YouTube comments. I get that. But to have stuff like this, stuff like this, greatest influence for Christianity since the apostles. Have you heard of this guy? Come on, it's Reformation Day. Let's talk about some of this hero worship that's going around all of evangelicalism and I have certainly seen on this channel. Let's get into it. My name is Dean and welcome to Theo Live, a live YouTube show airing every Monday where we talk about theology, church, and culture. Now let's get into it. All right, so I'm not the only one, right? Like I'm not the only one who's seeing this stuff, who sees videos like this that we're going to be looking at in just a second. Uh, this Justin Peters clip has gone pretty much everywhere, and it is kind of shocking, at least to me, okay, uh, that he would go that far. Like, usually when people are talking about their heroes, which, let's be clear, from this clip, pretty sure John MacArthur is Justin Peters' hero, okay? Um, but uh, usually when you're talking about your heroes, you're talking about how they're such a great influence today, or this generation's greatest, or, you know, like of this time, like this is the most remarkable teacher, the most influential, whatever gauge you want to use to talk about it. Usually it's like that. But uh, let's, let's just jump right into this clip. And then we're going to talk, we're talking about hero worship today. We're talking about you and me taking a look at the people that we respect and how do we actually do that in a responsible, biblical way without getting into issues like this? <laughs> like this. Ah, <laughs> oh, like let me let me be let me be clear about a few things. I am not a Justin Peters fanboy. Uh, I I don't I've never I don't think I've ever purposely gone out of my way to listen to a Justin Peters sermon. Uh, it's not to like throw shade on the guy. He's just not my jam. Okay. Um, also evangelists, I'm sure there are good ones, <laughs> but, uh, I, when I see evangelists, I, I usually go like a oh, red flag and that's just me. That's just my experience in the fundy world. Evangelists would come in and they would wreck shop and say whatever they wanted. And then they move on to the next church. Uh, so that's kind of, that's kind of my view on it. Okay. Uh, I don't know him personally. I'm sure he's a nice guy. He obviously has a huge audience, uh, but he used that audience to say this. So this was an interview of Justin Peters interviewing John MacArthur at the MacArthur Center for Expository Preaching, 
which isn't really about expository preaching, apparently. At least the podcast isn't. <laughs> but uh, he was doing this interview, and this is what he says, guys. And I think the um, I think the argument can be made. I've said this before, and some people don't like it, but I'll say it again because I believe it. I think the argument can be made that given the sheer size, the sheer scope of John MacArthur's ministry and all that goes along with it, that God has used him in a greater way than any other single individual since the apostolic era. Get out! No. <laughs> no. That is the weirdest take. Like I, you know, a lot of times when I'm like doing these videos, I have to look at a lot of weird stuff. Uh, a lot of stuff that people are saying. And I'm just like, why, why would you even say that? This is maybe the weirdest take I've ever heard. Okay, everyone has a take. It's, you know, I have a take on this video. You're watching my take. Uh, but to talk about John MacArthur as the greatest, the greatest influence for Christ uh, since the apostolic age. What that means is that since Jesus was physically here on this planet, John MacArthur is the best. <laughs> like, wow. The ignorance uh, the, the pride of that. And he says, because of the size and the scope, which, all right, let's, let's talk about that. Let's be fair to him for just a second. Uh, and, and talk about the size of John MacArthur's ministry. It, to quote one of his favorite people, I'm just kidding, but it's huge, huge, huge. It's huge. Like the influence that he has through radio ministries, through the seminary, through different branches. Uh, Master's Seminary isn't just in California. It's all over the place. Uh, up here in Canada, we I run into a lot of pastors who have been trained uh, through Master's Seminary in different ways. Uh, so like the influence there, the influence in translation work that Grace to You has done specifically uh, into Spanish before a lot of other people were doing it, that's a lot of influence. Uh, and to send that all over the world, there's a lot of people around the world who speak Spanish and different languages that they've been able to translate their stuff in. So the size of it uh, is pretty huge, at least today. But so was Warren Wearsby's, you know, like so, so was uh, ever heard of James Montgomery Boyce. I know John MacArthur has. Like a lot of these guys, uh, James McDonald has a huge ministry. Does that mean it's the best? Like if you're talking about size and scope, like there are other ministries that have a huge influence on the world. Even, I mean, someone that John MacArthur would of course be like, oh, I'm, you know, his ministry is awful is Joel Osteen, which I would also agree with him. That ministry is awful, <laughs> but uh, he has a huge influence, the size and scope of Joel Osteen's ministry would be something to consider if you're taking those kinds of measurements. But I mean, that's just today. And we, this is, this is probably one of my biggest problems in evangelicalism. And it was one of the biggest problems in my own life was I was completely unaware until I basically, until I went to seminary, like I, I knew like the talking points, but until I went to seminary, I did not have an understanding of Christian history. I just didn't. Uh, it wasn't something that my church prioritized. wasn't something that my tribe prioritized. It was us versus the world. And I think that this 
is a common problem amongst fundamentalists is that they are so devoid of Christian history. They're so apart from it because all when they look at Christian history, they see people to separate from. They see, oh, I shouldn't be like this. Or they see the weakness in someone's theology rather than all the strengths. And I think that's a huge problem in separating oneself from church history, from the grand scope of Christianity, and just saying, well, today is what matters. Who's the biggest today? Now, if you were to argue, like, who's the most influential Christian today? Well, I, I might actually agree that it's John MacArthur. Uh, I, I do think that he would probably be the most influential, for better or worse. <laughs> okay? <laughs> Showing my cards. All right. But uh, I, I, I could probably agree with that. But if you're looking through church history... I mean, if you just even take, you know, the last century, are you saying that John MacArthur is more influential than J.I. Packer? Come on. Like, Knowing God is one of the most famous books of all time and is going to be up there with some of these, like, uh, Pilgrim's Progress and works like the Puritans. It's going to be up there. It's going to be huge for years and years to come. Can you say the same about John MacArthur's books. Which book? The book where he talked about this specific cultural thing that's happening right now? Or that specific cultural thing that's happening right then? Those books are already outdated. All right, The Truth War? I remember being one of the first people to buy that book at the Christian bookstore. That's how nerdy I was as a teenager and moving into Bible college. I was all about it. So getting those books, lining up, no one was there. I didn't need to line up. This is, it's not an Apple event, okay? I would just go to the Christian bookstore and be like, I want to make sure I get it on the first day that they have it. Uh, I remember even calling and being like, I want that book. Uh, who's reading that today? How, in, how influential is that book today? Now, it's not to throw shade on that specific book or any of his books, is just to say there are works that are going to outlive us. Like, you know, hey, Dane Ortland's Gentle and Lowly. That's going to be something that's going to outlive you and me. Uh, that, that was an incredible work, and it's going to continue to have impact. It's those kinds of things that we need to think about. And then even if you go, okay, well, zoom out, look at church history. Are you saying that John MacArthur is greater? That's the word that he used. All right, let's, let's go back and see, see exactly what he says so we're being fair to him. And I think, the, um, I think the argument can be made. I've said this before, and some people don't like it. but Also, if you say it and people don't like it, especially in his camps, you might not want to say it again. I'll say <laughs> it again because I believe it. He believes it. I think the argument can be made that given the sheer size, the sheer scope of John MacArthur's ministry and all that goes along with it, that God has used him in a greater way than any other single individual since the apostolic era. And I think it, it only gets worse. <laughs> the more you watch it, it only gets worse. All right. So the size and scope is greater than any one individual. Guys, like I said, it's Reformation Sunday or a Reformation Day. Like, you know who that guy is? It's Lil Martin. Lil Marty wrote, you know, just just a little famous thing called the 95 Theses, which 
super cheap on Amazon. You should have your own copy. Super great. Uh, he only started this little thing called the Reformation. Come on. Like, it's insane to think about that you're saying that John MacArthur or any preacher today has a greater influence, a greater, um, you know, impact for Jesus than Martin Luther starting the Reformation or John Calvin and all in his institutes and how they've it's 500 years later like that's it's 500 years later and we're still talking about these guys i mean we're still looking at augustine's writings i've got city of god somewhere right right over there like i i i love augustine uh you could look at augustine's writings and find all kinds of amazing things that was hundreds and hundreds of years ago I mean, you could go throughout church, uh, Christian history and just pick out guy after guy after guy that we're talking about their books and their writings hundreds, sometimes thousands of years later. Like, are we going to do that with anyone alive today? I think it's very prideful for us to be like, oh, well, you know what? It's going to be, it's, yeah, this person, even someone who I love, I love more than you, okay? I, like both, I love him more than you love him, but also I love him more than I love you. Sorry, Joe. I know you're in the chat, but it's true. R.C. Sproul. R.C. Sproul, I think, was a giant. Spiritually, what he was able to accomplish, Ligonier Ministries, uh, this resurgence of Reformed theology, does it happen without an R.C. Sproul to kind of rein in even someone like John MacArthur like, does, does that happen without him? I don't know. I don't think so. And yet, are we going to be talking about R.C. Sproul? I'm not going to be. Well, maybe if I find him in heaven, I'm just like, hey, can we chill? And he'll probably just walk the other way. He'll go to Jesus' throne, though, because he's holier than me. Like, that's the thing. You talk about people that you're going to see in heaven. They're like, they're, they're, all, they're all going to the throne, and you're just like looking around for people. How spiritual are you? I'm just saying. Um, but, uh, like, are we going to be talking about him as Christians? Are we going to be talking about RC Sproul in 500 years? I don't think so. Uh, maybe, maybe some of his writings will, will be able to live on, especially since basically every writing now is being saved. We're going to have just like this immense amount of data, but I don't know if we're going to be talking about him in 500 years because that's a long time and you need works that are so great by works. I'm talking about, um, you know, books historically, but now that we have different kinds of media, audio or video that is going to transcend these generations and live on and be an impact for generations to come. Has John MacArthur written a Pilgrim's Progress? I haven't seen it. Has he written? Don't, don't get mad at me. It's a theological work, Chronicles of Narnia. All right. Has he written something like that? No. Now, has he started institutions? Yes. But what do we know about institutions? They end. They don't live on forever. Look at churches. Churches, like, it's a little bit different. It's not necessarily an institution. All right. But churches, they celebrate 100 years. Why? Because most often, churches don't last 100 years. 
right? If we're talking about all these kinds of things as, as far as a, like a monument to Christ's faithfulness being uh, presented in someone's ministry, I don't think we can say something like Justin Peter says. And I think it gets to the point of someone who's just looking at someone and saying that they, they could do no wrong. Look at how amazing they are. Even the interview. I, I watched the interview to see if I would take some clips and show you guys some stuff. Uh, it was really boring. It was really, really boring. All right. Like Joe's saying about the city of God in the chat. City of God's great. What are you talking about? Get out! It's, it's amazing. Uh, but um, like that, that interview, it just wasn't anything because it was basically just gushing. Just gushing over people. And I don't think, like, that's very helpful for anyone now. Like, you know, whatever, fanboys are going to watch that, and it'll be entertaining for them. Uh, but I like to have discussions with people. Even, you know, I, I'm thinking about having more uh, interviews and having more people on the show. Don't invite yourself, okay, people? Um, you know, I'll reach out to you, okay? <laughs> Some of you guys are like, you should have me on the show. <laughs> but uh, interviews are really cool. Except when it's just like we're just gushing about one thing. There needs to be like some tension, some back and forth, some dialogue that goes around so you can actually learn something. And so I was I'm not going to show you like the full um, interaction between those two that that interview because it wasn't much of an interview. But I did want to show you that clip and kind of set up this idea of hero worship. That's what we're going to be talking about for the rest of the show. Uh, this idea of. How do you how do you differentiate between respect and idolatry with some of these leaders? Because I've seen it. <laughs> All right, I've seen people respect people, even people like John MacArthur, um, and and do that in in a really good way, a healthy way. And then there's a, a lot of the other stuff, a lot of the other stuff that we'll be talking about in just a minute here. But I do want to hop into the chat and see what you guys are doing before we get into this idea of hero worship. And, you know, maybe we'll talk about some specific people and how they've kind of set up their own little kingdoms here. Uh, let's see. Wow, you guys are really going. Uh, let's see. Uh, Joe's making fun of the the poll, the, the poll question. Uh, uh, basically... I wanted to ask, you know, people do this in the streams. Hey, hit the like button. I just hit the the uh, little uh, banner thing um, asking for likes, and people do that. And I was trying to be a little bit different by saying, would this annoy you? <laughs> and really what I'm asking, you you read that, and you'd be like, oh, should I hit the like button or not? So even though I was asking, is it annoying? Because I know that those things are annoying. Uh, I'm still getting the idea across for you to like, like the video. Uh, let's see. Uh, Michael S is here. Oh, Justin Peters, what happened? Um, yeah, uh, I, I'm not familiar with Justin Peters entire history. I've seen him in things. I know that he's been at Shepherds multiple times. Uh, but yeah, we're not going to go too deep into his history. Um, uh, but it does look like something happened for him to be gushing this way and saying that John MacArthur, like literally is what he says. John MacArthur is the best Christian ever after the book of acts <laughs> like that's hmm, eh, eh, i don't know <laughs> uh psalm 139 says happy reformation day my fellow saints yep represent um let's see samantha is here 
Yeesh. Yeah, yeah. It's it's kind of hard to watch, but we watched it multiple times. Luke Daly, what's up, Dean? The set looks great. Oh, cool. Thanks, man. You know, I'm t- I'm, I'm working on things. I'm trying to like normalize some stuff. You know, get it get it a little bit more minimalistic, which is more my style than let me shine the blue light in your face. You know, like that kind of stuff. Uh, Wendy is here and says, "Wow, just wow, Justin Peters." Uh, let's see. Um, Band, 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 band. It's all of time. No, it's not. That is not a thing. That is not a thing. Uh, Samantha, this makes me more uncomfortable than the dinner party episode of The Office. <laughs> that's saying something. If you've seen it, I'm not a huge Office fan, but I know what that's in reference to. Uh, wasn't someone broke a TV? That's what I remember. Uh, let's see. The hero worship of MacArthur is huge, says uh, Psalm 139. Yeah, I, I would say it's different. Uh, I, I do think that it's a different kind of hero worship than other people. Like, I think anyone who has a platform, even as small as my platform is, this is a danger for you guys to like to view me in that way. You know, it's probably that not that much of a danger. <laughs> like, it's the trap door is really small on this one. But anyone who has a platform has that uh, danger of... Um, you know, their followers going further than them and also assuming that this person knows everything, that they're somehow sinless. There's there's a whole bunch we're going to talk about in just a couple minutes here. Uh, but I do think that John MacArthur is a little bit different. And I will tell you why toward the end. <laughs> give you a little give you a little bit of something to look forward to uh luke wow what's peter's thinking spurgeon moody calvin luther latini <laughs> one's one isn't like the others <laughs> but yeah uh let's see joe uh mcdaddy is certainly one of the most influential preachers authors of his generation but that's about it from my perspective yeah uh, again i don't know if we're going to be talking about him in 200 years not us but people who are going to live on after us uh should jesus not return okay uh gotta give all why do i always have to do that i have to throw in like all the different uh you know stipulations of uh this could happen and this could happen and this could happen in a couple hundred years will they be talking about him i don't know i don't see a work that stands out um uh winsome pickett is here and says warren wearsby all right right like there there are tons of people who have that that same breadth of of ministry that it's just so wide that they're diversified in all these different ways in books and commentaries and uh study bibles and radio programs and youtube videos now and like the and conferences and organizations and all of that like there's there's tons of people so like i I just don't understand it um uh, Dave B, the one I hate most is the evangelical Pope. Seriously. Well, like, let's be clear. Uh, let's not hate on anyone. Um, you know, I'm sure that you didn't quite mean it like that, but let's, let's be sure that we're, uh, representing Christ well when we're talking about Christians. And I do believe that John MacArthur is a Christian. Uh, and, uh, do I agree with everything? No, you guys know that you can see the, like the 40 different videos, 40 different videos on my channel talking about that. Um, but, uh, you know, we don't hate anybody, uh, as Christians, we shouldn't, uh, uh, don't forget to 
like this live, guys. Thanks, Luke. I appreciate you. Uh, let's see. Elijah Gibson says, size shouldn't uh, affect you being held accountable. His owning up of his sin won't change all the hearts of the people he's touched, good and bad. Um, yeah, it, it shouldn't, but oftentimes it does. Uh, let's see. All right. You guys keep going in the chat. I'll hit you guys up. Uh, uh, John, John's inviting himself. Dean, you should have me on the show. Nope, definitely not. I'm getting, I'm trying, I'm trying to get real guests. (laughs) No, no, I'm just kidding. Just kidding, John. You know, I love you, man. Uh, but (laughs) well, maybe, maybe we'll have you on the show. We'll see. We'll see what's going on. Uh, all right. Let's uh, let's keep on going. Let's talk about some of this hero worship, because like I said, I do think that there are people who are more prone to it, that that just the way that they are uh, brings that in a little bit more. But let's let's be clear about a few things. Uh, The first thing I want to be clear on is that there is such a thing as respecting leaders. All right. Not everything is hero worship. Not, not every, you know, following after a teacher is falling into that camp or even close to falling into that camp. Uh, respecting someone is a biblical principle. Uh, even if you were to go, like we could see it with, uh, you know, we can just quickly, Romans 13 verse 7 um, says, pay your obligations to everyone, taxes to those you owe taxes, tolls to those you owe tolls, respect to those you owe respect, and honor to those who you honor. Now, usually this is referenced in like talking about pastors. And usually when we're talking about pastors, unfortunately, we're not talking about our pastor. (laughs) It's just kind of sad that that's the way it is. When we're talking about pastors, we're usually referencing those people that we know from videos and conferences and books and things like that. These, what I would say, celebrity pastors, let me just, let me stop for a second and say something too. Um, a lot of people like don't want to be called celebrity pastor and they are one like make no mistake about it. John MacArthur is a celebrity pastor. Like, look at how big his name is. Look how big his church is. This is not a guy who's planting churches after church hits, you know, I don't know, even a bigger number, like 500. Now, have they planted churches? I honestly don't know that. Uh, maybe maybe they've just done it through the seminary and things like that. I'm sure that there have been church plants. Uh, but he's a celebrity pastor. Uh, you know, you look at it. I, I, was, I was talking to someone about uh, the difference between uh, someone like John MacArthur and John Piper. Um, maybe I even said this on the video. Um, but when I went to, uh, Bethlehem conference, formerly desiring God conference, uh, John Piper's hanging out. He's just walking around, you know, wearing that same suit jacket that you always see in all the videos. And, uh, he's just walking around and he's like, even like overlooking at the new books. You're not going to find John MacArthur doing that. Uh, Johnny Mac is behind a red velvet rope. <laughs> like you cannot go there and there's security guys all over the place as Mark Driscoll found out, <laughs> but, uh, he, he's off on his own. He's not accessible. Like really now I've also heard stories of like, well, I went and visited his church and I just looked at him and he said it was okay for me to come over. That's super weird. 
<laughs> all right if you if you have to get like a head nod from security to be able to like go and see the pastor that's mm, a little weird uh but you won't find that with john piper um but my, my point in saying that is that there's there's some some people who just kind of welcome like that kind of an attitude that they're kind of aloof and that isn't to say that we don't respect those people in a certain way uh but like we can see that pretty clearly uh, usually this is in reference when people say it, they're referencing people like John MacArthur, John Piper, celebrity pastors. Um, uh, but actually here we're mostly talking about government. All right. This is, this is the chapter on government that everyone hates right now, <laughs> but it's something that we need to still discuss. Uh, but let's, let's look over in Hebrews, uh, chapter 13, obey your leaders and submit to them since they keep watch over your souls as those who will give an account so that they can do this with joy and not with grief for that would be unprofitable for you. So there's respect that we should have as Christians for government officials. And I would even put like just, uh, people who are over us. So our employer, um, I, I think even something as simple, you know, I'm in the rental. So uh, the landlord, there should be a certain amount of respect that you have uh, for those people. Um, but this is where we get into kind of the idea of like spiritually, like those are the kinds of people we respect. And here it's obey your leaders and submit to them since they keep watch over your souls. So who does that? Johnny Mac doesn't do that for you. <laughs> Like John Piper doesn't do that for you. Mark Driscoll doesn't do that for you. Any celebrity pastor you can think of, Stephen Furtick, doesn't do that for you. It's your own pastor. Uh, and so a lot of times people use these verses and they say like, you can't talk. Like this is something I get all the time. And I'm sure anyone who does YouTube videos can relate. Um, anytime I talk about any one of these guys, which is pretty much every week, uh, I get comments saying that you can't talk about, you know, this Christian leader because you're supposed to show honor to those whom honor is due and that you are to obey your leaders and submit to them. I get these verses quoted at me quite a bit, but they're not in reference to, you know, these professional Christians. I'll put it that way when it's talking about like they're not professional Christians to their congregations, but to me, they are not my pastor. They are not you know, someone who's spiritually over me, they're just another pastor. Uh, and there's someone that I'm listening to, that I'm reading, that I'm observing. Like, now, should I show respect? Yes. Should you show respect to Christian leaders, regardless of who they are, uh, regardless of their following, uh, but specifically in reference to those who do have a larger following? Should you respect them? Yes. But that doesn't mean you can't critique them. That doesn't mean you can't reference anything that they do wrong. It doesn't mean when Justin Peters says something as foolish as saying that John MacArthur has the greatest ministry since the apostles. Again, just like, what? <laughs> but when he says something like that, I can talk about that. You can talk about that. Now, there's a right way and a wrong way to do that. It's not just to be like, oh, well, he's a complete idiot because he said this. I'm not saying that. But if someone were to do that, then you would, you should, you know, go at that person and say, hey, you know, you need to tone down that rhetoric a little bit. Um, but, you know, to look at that and say that is 
probably not the best statement. And I think a foolish statement uh, doesn't make him a fool, but that is a foolish statement. Uh, then I think that's totally appropriate that we can look at people and evaluate what they say and show respect for them and how we talk about their mistakes, uh, about the things that they say, the things that they do. We don't gossip about things that are behind closed doors unless we have witnesses that are coming out to us. And with John MacArthur, we got a lot of witnesses saying all kinds of things. Um, but uh, let's let's keep on going here because there's another verse that uh, I think is probably a little bit more to the point of this whole thing. Uh, so 1 Corinthians Chapter 1, you knew I was going here. Now I urge you, brothers and sisters, in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, that all of you agree in what you say, that there be no divisions among you, and that you be united with the same understanding and the same conviction. For it has been reported to me about you, my brothers and sisters, by members of Chloe's people, that there is rivalry among you. What I am saying is this. One of you says, I belong to Paul, or I belong to Apollos, or I belong to Cephas, or I belong to Christ. Is Christ divided? Was Paul crucified for you? Or were you baptized in Paul's name? I thank God that I baptized none of you, except for Crispus and Gaius, so that no one could say you were baptized in my name. In fact, uh, I did, in fact, baptize the households of Stephanus. Uh, beyond that, I don't recall if I baptized anyone else. For Christ did not send me to baptize, but to preach the gospel, not with eloquent wisdom, uh, so that the cross of Christ will uh, not be emptied of its effect. So this is the, the verse that we often talk about when we're talking about leaders and different, you know, especially when we're talking about celebrity pastors and those leaders who write books and conf do conferences and all that kind of stuff, the things that we look at more as content than we do as far as like a spiritual discipline of being under that. Uh, so there's, you know, all these people are, I belong to this person. And this is where I would say you have gone beyond the idea of respecting leaders. And now you're moving into this idea of hero worship when there's rivalry between you and other groups, because you say, this is my guy. Because I'm a part of this group. And I, like, think about that. You're not basing your identity off of a, th a theology, off of a theological point, a perspective. You're basing your identity off of a person. And most often, that's not on Jesus. <laughs> and you're causing division. And this is specifically within one local church, but I think by principle, we can talk about it in, in scopes of evangelicalism. And we can see it very clearly that there are camps. And there are camps that if you talk about that guy, you're going to get hounded. I know for a fact that when I talk about John MacArthur, regardless of what I say, I'm going to get more dislikes on that video. I'm going to get more hateful comments. I'm getting, uh, getting called woke and liberal and I'm getting called, you know, an unbeliever. I've gotten that several times. Uh, a lot of, a lot of times, <laughs> especially with this last video with the Piper um, MacArthur thing, just because it's getting more views, probably. But when you start doing that and you start saying like, this is my person, you're going to attack people who are critiquing, uh, maybe even directly opposing. You're going to attack them, not based on knowledge, not based on study, not based on the word of God, you're going to attack them because that's your guy and he's your ride or die.
and you're you're just saying all right well if you're against my guy well then you gotta die <laughs> like that that's usually like the, the line of thinking with these people now i'm sure that they would say no it's not but how can you how can you guard yourself because like we're all people and we all have leaders that we respect and that we look up to but how do you stop it from getting from that point uh you want to respect them and show proper respect to those whom respect is due um, by principle, okay? Not by direct, like that's what that verse means. Uh, by principle, you want to you want to respect people. You want to be kind and loving and gracious and speak the truth and love, all of that. But when does it cross into that line of hero worship where you're like, I am of Apollos, I am of Cephas, I am of John MacArthur, I am of John Piper, I am of Stephen Furtick. There are people like that, probably not who watch my channel, but <laughs> I'm assuming that they're out there. Um, all right, so here's here's some stuff that I'm going to give you some some just thoughts on this idea of hero worship. Uh, what is hero worship? Well, the first thing I would say is equating a leader as authoritative beyond their station. It's one thing to respect someone. It's one thing to like value someone's opinion. Uh, but it is another thing to view it as like this is like close to as authoritative as the word of God. That's how some people treat some of these teachers as if if this teacher says something that's somehow like authoritative in a in a argument against the other side. Like if you're arguing with someone, you're like, well, John MacArthur says this. And you're expecting it to like be weighty because it's John MacArthur like you're you're really valuing that authority more than that station deserves like you should go from the word of god argue from the word of god not just because this person says this so you must agree with me that's that's something that's wrong with you rather than the other side um so equating a leader as authoritative beyond their station assuming a leader is without normal error all right uh it's not assuming the worst in people we don't want to do that. Uh, we also don't want to be naive. I talked about that with the Matt Chandler thing. But also, you don't, don't just assume that because someone has been in ministry for this long that they can't make mistakes. Or that because someone has been uh, like this specific person that you like, that they are who they are because they are who they are, they cannot fall. Uh, that is uh idolatry that's when you're saying like there's there's something so incredible about this person that he is not a normal person anymore and you've made him most likely him maybe there are some women that people do that with uh, but most of the time it's men and uh and most of the time it's men with other talking about you know other men I'm just, I'm just putting some dots together in my own head right now. Uh, but usually uh, you're, you're making them into a God, like a small God, like as if they're perfect, like Jesus. Um, no one's perfect except Jesus. Like we, we are flawed human beings. Anyone can make a mistake. John MacArthur, John Piper, Matt Chandler, Fill in the blank with anyone. Those are just the ones that are on the top of my mind because I've made videos about them recently. Um, but you could you could put anyone in there. Any uh, you could conservative, liberal doesn't matter where they stand on their politics. 
They are flawed human beings and they can make serious mistakes because you are a flawed human being and you can make serious mistakes. So you need to be very careful of just assuming that someone can never fall because after all, it's this person. Fill in the blank, whoever that is for you. Um, and part of that is also writing off all critiques because, because they can't fail because it's that person. So you can't talk about my guy. And if you do, you're wrong because it's my guy. Like that logic is very flawed and, uh, it's not biblical. And especially in the reformed world, we have this problem right now. Um, criticisms against Doug Wilson. I've said it before. I will say it again. Doug Wilson is a heretic. He has not changed his uh, teachings on um, federal vision. Uh, he has not changed his teachings on what it means to have, quote, a living faith. Um, he's a heretic. I believe that. You might not believe it to that full degree. Um, but to be like, well, you can't come at him with any criticism because don't you know who that is? I get that. I get those in comments uh, of, well, I, I've even gotten one with John MacArthur specifically. Uh, no, 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 no. It was when I talked about Justin Peters being a fundamentalist because of him basically talking about reform guys being drunks. And <laughs> that's not accurate. Uh, and then when he was talking about them being like drinking, um, you know, I'm exaggerating with the drunks part. Uh, but like when he's talking about that, uh, he, like, I think he was very wrong and he showed his fundamentalist background in pushing that on people that, you know, they can't observe their Christian liberty, uh, at all because, you know, these people got saved out of this stuff is what he said. Uh, so like I talked about that and I said, he's a fundamentalist. And then I got a comment, uh, being like, Hey, you can't talk about him that way. Who are you? You'll never do anything as great as Justin Peters. He's been a pastor for this many years. And, uh, I think I commented back. I don't, I can't find anywhere where Justin Peters has ever served as a pastor. Now, maybe a lay elder in a church and that's not on a website somewhere. Um, but he's not a pastor. He's an evangelist and there is a big difference. Uh, but like you can critique someone. You don't have to have the same degrees as someone in order to critique them. You don't have to have the same platform, the size of the platform in order to critique them. You don't, it, this is all this hero worship stuff of saying, well, it's my guy and he's always right. And so if you're coming against him, you're wrong, not because of logic, not because of your arguments, but because he's my guy, because he's an idol. Uh, another point of this would be forsaking listening to other leaders because you don't need them. After all, you have your guy, <laughs> you have your hero, and uh, you don't need to listen to other people. Uh, this is a problem all across the board. Like people latch on to one person. And like I, like I said earlier, it's a danger even on my YouTube channel for you to latch on to just me would be wrong. Uh, you should be listening to other stuff. You should be listening to other perspectives. Uh, you should be listening to other leaders, uh, even other YouTube channels, John Adams Ministries, Luke Daly, Jeremy Collins, Doctrine and Devotion, you know, like 
there's tons of good channels that are out there. You should go and watch those things as well. But when you're worshiping someone as your hero and you, you've gone beyond the respect thing, you're just basically having it to be where you don't need to listen to anyone else. You don't want to listen to anyone else. You just want that guy and you're obsessed with him. And you buy all of his books. You don't buy other books. You buy that guy's books. You don't listen to other sermons. You listen to that guy's sermons. You don't go to other conferences. You listen. You go to these other, like this one specific conference because that's your guy. And the problem with that is that one, you build yourself into an echo chamber where you can't even hear criticism. And then also, like all of a sudden, you're just like obsessed with the guy. And you don't have anyone else speaking any truth to you because that echo chamber is so severe. Um, so there's forsaking listening to other leaders because you don't need them. And like I said, we all need other voices. Um, and like, if, if that's you, maybe, maybe think about that. Okay. Like that's one of the more subtle ones because you get, it's just the way we are. There's a reason why Netflix does the binge watching thing. Now I think they should follow after Disney plus and do the weekly basis thing. But, um, you know, I don't work there. Uh, but the binge watching stuff is huge because that's who we are as people. We binge things. And so it's a subtle thing for us sometimes. And I think something that you need to answer for yourself, if you're falling into this trap is, is this the only person that you watch? Is this the only person that you listen to? Is this the only person that you read? If it is just that, you need to ask yourself, is this a, a person that you respect or is this an idol that you worship? Um, I think that's one of the, like the biggest signs. And uh, basically, there's two more. Forsaking listening to yourself, not just to other people, but this is a problem too, that you don't even listen to your own opinions. Because they aren't like you, you think through something and you, you look at, you know, for example, for example, okay, you, you look at John MacArthur's ministry uh, and you look at what he says about a text and you change your mind. Um, that, that is hero worship. If it's just because that person said it, not because you studied that, you know, same passage and that person said something, you know, that was different than what you took, but they did it because they exegeted this text this way, uh, that maybe you missed something. Um, yeah, it's, it's not, that's not helpful. Um, you need to listen to yourself as well. Make up your own mind, uh, as a Baptist, I believe in individual soul liberty, priesthood of all believers, which means that you are to look at the word of God and, you know, on Reformation Day, talking about the Pope, there is no evangelical Pope. Like I know people make jokes about certain people being the evangelical Pope. There is none. You and your Bible can make decisions. <laughs> like as long as you're looking at the Bible, uh, you know, in a, in a good way, way where you're interpreting it properly. Uh, and if you need help, you need help. But uh, to just change your mind on a scripture passage, because that's not what this person teaches, that is wrong. Uh, you need to trust yourself, forsaking, listening to yourself, because it doesn't jive with your hero, is all part of that. Um, and I've been there. I've been there. Uh, like, this is why 
Uh, I've said this before, but maybe not in this specific way. Uh, when I preach on Saturday nights, I watch or uh, don't watch. Uh, I read uh, if I can find a sermon from Spurgeon. Sometimes, you know, I've got his uh, sermons as part of my book collection. Um, it's actually upstairs. Uh, but um, like or you can find it online. I will go and I'll, I'll find that scripture passage that he preached on if i'm preaching on that and i'll read that sermon and i used to do that uh towards the beginning of the week because i love spurgeon uh i stopped doing that because i found myself just copying him uh, i found myself just being too swayed by him not you know copying him word for word i'm not talking about plagiarism i actually care about plagiarism some of these guys josh howerton all right, threw threw one name out there, <laughs> but um, you know, plagiarism matters. All right, but I I found myself just giving in too much and being like, oh, and it it wasn't really because of how Spurgeon was interpreting that text. It was because it was Spurgeon, and I was like afraid in in my own mind. I was just like afraid to like give uh, an opinion that wasn't like a like right in line with Spurgeon. And I had to stop doing that. I started like that was probably on like towards the beginning of the week. It was part of when I would go into like commentaries. I would basically use his sermons as commentaries. Um, and I had to stop doing that. And I started doing basically on Saturday night. I would I would do it once my sermon was finalized. I would then read Spurgeon's sermon so that I didn't like I would be affected and be like, OK, you know, yeah, we're different. But, you know, it's not that different. Hopefully, if I did it right most of the time Spurgeon got it right. So like if I did it right, it would be like, okay, it's very similar. Uh, and you know, kind of use it as guardrails eventually. Um, but like, that's a danger. Like you don't want to just like be a puppet for someone. You want to be your own individual. Uh, so don't, don't worship heroes like that and forsake your own thoughts. And then lastly, uh, part of hero worship is assuming that this leader did not cultivate a culture of hero worship. And this is where I'm going to get in trouble. There are leaders who, because of the way that they act, because of the structure of their leadership, because of who they are as a person, the rhetoric that they use, uh, this, this goes beyond just evangelicalism. This is just humanity. Um, but they cultivate a culture where it just opens up that idea of worshiping them or, um, like loving them more than they should be in that you're just like following after them and you're just basically, you know, a clone, like just a, just a ghost copy uh, of this person and their opinions. Uh, there are people who do that and they do it on purpose. Uh, and they, sometimes they do it on accident, but part of that is, uh, you know, look out for people who have these bigger ministries and it's not to say that every celebrity pastor does this, but these bigger ministries where there's no real knowledge by those people around them, other than leadership, other than people who are reliant on them for their paycheck, um, <laughs> that, that I think is a huge problem uh, because we all need to be known. Even leaders need to be known and held accountable. Uh, and if you are not known, you can't be held accountable. Even if you have structures in place as an organization, if no one knows what you're doing, they aren't able to go and just hang out with you. They get invited to, you know, a lunch once a month. 
Like that's not a good way to get to know people. Uh, and then there's a couple other things. Uh, look out for those people who are always the hero of their illustrations. Um, I hope that I don't do that <laughs> because I've learned from that of like the pastors and leaders who are constantly like, you know, and I forgave that person, you know, what a great testimony to God's faithfulness and how I forgave them. And it's always, I did this and I overcame this and I was the bigger person and I stood up for truth when no one else did. And I did this and I did that. And they're just, they're creating a hero complex in their listeners to think, wow, look at all the good this person does. They could never do wrong. That's, that's what people, they won't say that that's what they're hearing. They would disagree with that statement, but it is what is being built in our subconscious is that that pastor, that leader, they just can't fail. They can't do anything wrong. Uh, so the hero of every illustration, um, and then every public figure that's alive is looked down on. And don't you come at me and be like, well, Dean, everybody you talk about, you usually have criticism for. Yeah, that's kind of what my channel is, but not in real life. <laughs> like my In real life, I have people that I greatly admire and respect in ministry. Uh, people that I buy their books. It uh, doesn't matter what it's about. I'm going to buy that book. Uh, you want to know one of them? Go over to Doctrine and Devotions uh, uh, channel and check out uh, their latest interview with Matthew Barrett. He's someone I greatly admire and respect. Uh, and just, he's doing great stuff. So I'll buy every book that he puts out. Um uh, maybe, maybe Joe Thorne would be one of those guys. Um, uh, but there's lots of guys. There's Ray Ortland. There's, um, yeah, there's Alistair Begg. There's, there's tons of guys, but beware those people who just always in their just normal lives. And sometimes that's seen through like their, their videos and their podcasts and their sermons and stuff, especially in the sermons, pay attention to those sermons when they just constantly throw names out there. If it's just to bash them, like, I think that that's a huge red flag. Uh, if you're just constantly bringing up people and the only times that you bring up these people is in a negative context, that is telling your listeners that I'm the one who has truth. I'm the one who's in the right. You should only pay attention to me. And I really hope I don't do that on this channel, but I can understand why someone would be like that. Um, and then look at how other people treat them. Uh, look at how those around them, this, this hero that you might have, or this person that you greatly respect, look at how other people treat them and ask, like, do they treat them like a normal person? And this is big because a lot of times in evangelicalism, we have like this weird, weird respect thing that we just like go above and beyond. And we gush about people like crazy, even if we barely know them. Like that's a problem that I have experienced uh, of just being like, oh yeah, that's such a man, uh, a godly man. Uh, like they're, they're just the best, you know? And it's just like, I don't really even know them that well. Uh, but that, that's also like with those people around them of constantly being like, oh, this person is amazing. This person, their ministry, I wouldn't be alive today if it wasn't for this person. Now that may or may not be true, but the, it's an exaggeration. But like, I think you get my point. 
if people are just constantly treating them like they are the Pope, like that's, that's a huge red flag. And I think that that speaks to several people. There's a story out there. There's a story out there of Stephen Furtick and uh, how he has this thing once a month uh, for volunteers. If they do really well, they could win a lunch uh, with their pastor. I don't know if this is true or not, but this is a story that I heard is that uh, people win that and they're told you can't look at him in the eye. What? (laughs) You can't look at your pastor in the eye. Don't look at him in the eyes. He doesn't like that. That guy is not just a pastor. That's a tyrant. (laughs) Like that's, that's not how normal people behave. That's not how people should treat a normal person. Um, But that's, that's when you get into this idea of hero worship. Now, uh, if you've got questions about that, I'd love to hear them. I'm going to hop through the chat. I don't know if I'll hit up everything just because, you guys have been awesome in the chat and uh, I don't even know where I left off, but uh, I think I, this is about where uh, Alex is here and says, I believe we have been blessed with a lot of great theologians in our generation, but as Calvin said, our hearts are prone to idolatry. Yeah. Yeah. I would agree with that. I think that there are tons of people that we could be thankful for their ministry today, but to pit them against other people in history first, that's weird. Like that. Why are we doing that? Like, what is this? Like the NBA? Are we talking about the goat? Like, are we doing the MJ LeBron Kobe debate? Like, no, this is, we're talking about the church. We're talking about Christianity. We're talking about Jesus. He should be the person that we talk about. Not, you know, like pitting these like celebrity pastors against one another. That's weird. And yeah, we are prone to idolatry. It's, it's part of who we are. Uh, Samantha says, when you idolize someone, you're blind to their faults. Yeah. You just think that they're perfect because like, how could they be wrong about something? Right. It's that person. Uh, Elijah says, I think Dean should have his sister on. I've heard she's a cool poet. Uh, pretty radical though. Oh, I think someone has a pen name. Uh, let's see. Uh, book chapter verse. Seiko is here. Wait, what? Yeah, there's there was a lot of that and all that stuff. Uh, Proverbs 17, 11. Dean, have you read the new report regarding GCC on the Roy's report? No, I haven't. I haven't read it yet. Uh, been pretty busy this weekend, but I definitely will. And um, I'll probably end up talking about it. Uh, they just keep on coming, don't they? Um, Alex, be sure to go to your local Catholic church to let them know we're still protesting. <laughs> I don't know if that'll be appreciated, but oh, I think they know. I think they know. <laughs> like, I got to think all the Catholics are like, like, because there's not like really like a, like a Catholic day, you know, like I'm sure that there are, but it's not like mainstream of like, this is the day that we celebrate being Catholic. Uh, you got to think that like a lot of Catholics, at least like higher up, you know, not like the normal average person, but like higher up within like the hierarchy, because it is a hierarchy of Catholicism that they look at like, you know, October 31st and they're just like, ah, oh, here it comes again. Oh, I got to hear about Martin Luther again. Uh, like they just like hate it probably. Uh, Paul, uh, I love J Mac. I love Justin Peters, but good grief. 
J-Mac wouldn't even be in my top 20 most influential theologians or preachers since the apostles, let alone top 10. Yeah. Um, you know, it's in like, again, it's not anything about him as a person. It's just about, you know, we've got a rich history. And if we know our history, then we know like there's some great things that God has done through all different kinds of people. Uh, so like show, show a little bit more respect for those people too. Um, oh, okay. Uh, oh, I just, you never know. I never know in the chat. It's hard for me as I'm doing like a live stream to check in. So I appreciate that clarification just to clarify. I don't hate John. I hate him being called the evangelical Pope. All right. That's, uh, you know, that's, yeah. A lot of people joke around about that one. Uh, let's see. Uh, let's go with, uh, Tino tips. Uh, to compare J Mac who lives in the lap of uh, opulent luxury and receiving constant praise wherever he goes to the apostles who was persecuted and attacked everywhere they go is nothing but idolatry. Um, I would say in this instance, yes. <laughs> like, I think it's pretty clear. Um, but you know, we all have different experiences, so I don't want to just be like, well, they were persecuted and these people weren't. So they're better. I've heard that a lot from different people around the world who have been persecuted. And then they come over to Canada and they're like, well, you guys just don't even know how to be Christians because you haven't been persecuted. Uh, yeah, but I get your point. Uh, Armac, the only leader that we should uh, put above all others is Jesus Christ. MacArthur and every other Christian leader should be pointing that out too and should start with Peters and Johnson. Yeah, I, I, I can get behind that. I appreciate that. I uh, got a couple more minutes, so throw in the comments if you got them. Um, <laughs> Jermaine, believest thou me every day in all things? Yeah. Um, bless up, homie. I appreciate it. Uh, let's see. Tino tips again. The reform camps have always idolized their guys from uh, St. Augustine to John Calvin, Martin Luther to Spurgeon to Sproul, and now to J. Mac, Doug Wilson, and it will continue ad nauseum. I think it is a, a definite problem in reformed uh, camps. It, I would say that there are other camps that also have it. Every camp basically has it. Um, but right now we're seeing it uh, on a bigger stage because, you know, a lot of these reform camps have gotten pretty big. And some of these platforms that these guys have has gotten huge. And so, yeah, you're seeing it more often, I think, from them, uh, from us. So, uh, Armac, this, ho this whole, this is my guy. It is so harmful for the body of Christ. What example are we setting for the world? What are we doing differently than the world? If only we could collectively glorify God. Amen. Uh, let's see. Joe says weekly releases are the worst Dino. Um, no, they're not. It, it means like it sucks as a viewer. But it also means that they keep on having revenue. Like, I can get rid of Netflix. I did. <laughs> There's nothing good on Netflix right now. So I get rid of Netflix until, I don't know, probably until Knives Out 2 comes out. You know, stuff like that. That happens. Uh, let's see. I've now listened to you speak in two of your videos. So, cool. I hope you liked it. <laughs> Brylan uh, and Lisa, I only listen to Benny Hen so that the Bible doesn't clutter my thinking. Just kidding, for those who can't tell. Uh, funny. 
Uh, Armac, cultivate a culture of hero worship. Mark Driscoll comes to mind. Part of the problem is people excusing their hero's behavior because of all that is being done for the kingdom. Yep. Uh, oh, man. There's all kinds of stuff. Let me get it. Oh, so sorry. So sorry for people in the chat. I should have been paying a little bit more attention. Um, yeah. Uh, I think that Mark Driscoll is very easy to point to and say that. Uh, <laughs> uh, Sam says, have you read Joe's pamphlets? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I've got Joe's pamphlets. Uh, where are they? Oh, man. I don't even, they're, they're over here. I got all his pamphlets. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, Jesus and Five says, Happy Reformation Day. Uh, D Rob, what do you think the appropriate level of respect and biblical honor is? How should those who labor in the teaching of the word be treated? Uh, I think that they should be respected like any other Christian. Um, and like when we're talking about honor specifically in that kind of a reference, we're talking about paid, uh, like payment wage, um, so that they should get paid. Uh, but I don't think that there's anything special. Like, should you listen to them? Yes. But, uh, you should trust them because of how they interpret the word of God for you. Like how they preach that on a Sunday. Uh, I view, I view elders differently than some people. Uh, I don't believe that an elder has any spiritual authority uh, other than when he's opening up the word of God. And when he does that, when the congregation sees that, when the, the people in that church see that, they should have a respect for them. But it's not just because they're a pastor or they're an elder. It's because of how they, uh, how they exercise that authority when they open up the word of God. Uh, so I think it's, it's about character and it's about what they do in that ministry that causes people to respect, uh, but not just because of, you know, their position. Um, but I do think that they should be respected. I'm not saying that they shouldn't, they just shouldn't be worshiped. I think we all know, says Dalton. I think we all know DA Carson is the evangelical Pope. Yeah. Behind the scenes, he doesn't, he's, he's not out very often anymore, but yeah, he's, He's definitely, uh, if there was a puppeteer, he'd be, he'd be one of them. Uh, Shawnee is here and says, I know a lot of people who were saved through JMAX ministry and have only attended GCC. They constantly hear how amazing their church is, that JMAC has this huge spot in church history. Uh, imagine the delusion of grandeur and rude awakening if they broaden their knowledge of the global church. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, that, that is definitely a problem especially with these churches that have institutions attached to them. I've seen this. Um, the Bible college I first started at was one of those where it had a church and it, it started this Bible college. And you can see like that. It was like the spiritual kids in the school were kind of expected to go to this Bible college. And it was always looked at as this amazing thing. Well, I can tell you like years later, a lot of those people that went to that Bible college, uh, once they did understand like what was happening around them, they they don't really have that same respect. <laughs> um, it's not to shame like that institution. It's just it happens if you build that kind of environment where people are in a bubble and then they get out of the bubble, the bubble pops. Like they they're not going to look at it the same way. Uh, let's see. All right. Uh, Wendy says, Dean, I'm not being snarky or facetious, but how do we treat a Doug Wilson? I totally agree with your take on him. 
uh, we treat him like a heretic that we need to preach the gospel to and that we need to call other Christians to abandon his teachings. Don't watch him. Don't, don't. Oh, that wasn't what I wanted to do. Don't, don't watch Doug Wilson's videos. Don't listen to his sermons. Don't read his books. Don't read his blogs. Don't follow him on Twitter. Uh, I don't like, I've made a rule. Every couple months I have to go through and make sure, but I've made a rule. Uh, I've had it in place for a long time. It's why I don't follow some of my friends that have even shown up on, on this show. Um, uh, if you follow Doug Wilson, I don't follow you. And some people would look at that as like a fundamentalist, like, you know, too, too, uh, how do they like, I forget how it's been a long time since I was in Fundy world, uh, since I was in Fundy town, <laughs> I haven't, I haven't visited in a while. Um, but like that two degree separation kind of deal, uh, they would look at it like that, but no, I don't follow Doug Wilson. Um, I don't, I don't think anyone should watch his stuff even to find like, unless you are spiritually mature and you're looking for like those things that he says, and you can look at that very clearly and not be swayed. I would say, you know, look at it, but I would, I mean, to me, it's like reading Catholic stuff. He doesn't preach a gospel. He preaches a gospel of works and that's not a gospel. So I'm going to treat it like I'm going to treat anyone else who doesn't teach a gospel. Um, now it doesn't mean that you just are constantly like going at someone and, uh, calling him names. Don't do that. You know, treat him like an unbeliever and, uh, pray for him that he would repent, uh, that he would step down. I don't think it's not, I don't think it's as simple as just changing his perspective on something. Uh, he has hurt many. You can go and you can find stuff. Um, be, be sure that heresy will have an impact in your ministry. Uh, you know, it's going to lead you down a dark road. And there's a lot of dark roads coming from Moscow, a lot of dark roads that people had to run from. And, uh, yeah, so I would, I would treat him like that. Uh, let's see. Mark and avoid DW. I would agree with that. I personally mark and avoid others who are in his circle, like James White, Jeff Durbin, etc. Yeah, I, hey, like I don't, I've never really liked those guys. Just, just not my cup of tea. But now that they stand with Doug Wilson, and there's a lot of people who are, um, you know, go back and watch that Frankfurt Declaration video I did. They're like they're going to be standing with him. Josh, <laughs> let me let me do something. I wasn't planning on doing this. Um, let's see. Do I have it on here or do I just have it on this one? Talk amongst yourselves for a second. I'm, I think I'm going to show you something. Um, hmm. Where is it? If I can find it fast, I will show you. Uh think i had it on my ipad i got uh, i got some uh feedback uh oh i i could definitely look at it on my twitter that's what i can do and i don't have to search for it uh if you're not following me on twitter hey go ahead and follow me i'm almost at a thousand uh followers on twitter which to me is a big deal i love twitter 
Um, let's see, where is it? Oh, here it is. Let me let me show this. All right. Um, so this is uh, Josh Bice was in the. He watched the. He's. It it says that G three Ministries, but uh, this was at like twelve thirty on uh, a Sunday afternoon. The original comment was left, and it was basically like, "Hey, well, it's, it says it here. Uh, Greetings, Dean. Uh, you have told the story using some truly false narratives in your episode. Josh Bice would be more than happy to address these issues with you on your show to set the record straight. Truth and light is always better than false narratives. Feel free to reach out if you're interested in honest conversation. Um, so that, that was at 1230 on a Sunday afternoon. And so you can't convince me that that's not Josh. (laughs) And I know enough about what I do here on YouTube to know that when I talk about people, they watch. And like, that's not pride thing. It's just how small this pond is on Christian, uh, Christian YouTube. When I talk about people, they probably not J Mac. Okay. Not J Mac, not John Piper, not people like that. But some of these other guys who are into media, they watch. And so I'm pretty sure that, you know, someone on 1230, um, 1230 on Sunday, uh, is probably not going to get a hold of Josh Bice to be able to get, Hey, would you like to go on this guy's show? I'm pretty sure that's just Josh. Um, so I, I said something to the effect of like a little passive aggressive, uh, but thanks for watching Josh. Um, cause there's a lot of passive aggressive stuff in here, but look at what, I, I got this uh, comment uh, the other day. Uh, so I, I responded with that and he responded with, you know, you've told some false things and went a little bit more detail. Uh, that comment is on that video. If you look up that costy thing, you can see the interaction. Uh, but then he posted this and then deleted it. Uh, but I had already take a screenshot. <laughs> um, so he says, Michael Fallon is a board member, but has never given any money to G3 Ministries, period. We have no plans to invite Doug Wilson to speak at a G3 event. You have spread false narratives that are simply not true. As Christians, we are to be committed to the truth rather than assumptions, lies, and false narratives that serve to grow a platform on social media. You stated at 53 minutes and 30 seconds that Doug Wilson would be on stage. I said in several years, I said in a couple years, you just wait. Doug Wilson will be on stage at a G3 event. I guarantee it. And I still hold to that. Uh, where do you get your information? You are not committed to the truth. Your spin on the entire story regarding Costi Hen and G3 is simply off base and misses the mark. Once again, if you are interested, Josh Bice would join you on your show to answer direct questions and set the record straight. So this is Josh Bice. Uh, trying to protect his kingdom, his, his G3 ministries kingdom. And uh, he saw what I was saying about Costi as an offense and Michael Fallon uh, as an offense to that, you know, that kingdom that he's building over there at G3. I've said it several times. That is not, that is not uh, just a, a ministry that is a denomination. It's going to be. It's going to act like a denomination at least. Um, but yeah, Doug Wilson, he says, would be on, uh, will not be on stage. We have no plans to invite Doug Wilson to speak at a G3 event. But you guys just wait. 
I just want it on the record. I wanted to show that and put it on the record here on YouTube because he deleted that, um, that it was said. <laughs> that it was said, that he said that they're not going to, uh, but the way that he even said it, we have no plans to. Doesn't say that he'll never do it, but I don't think that we should let Doug Wilson on stages like that. Um, unfortunately, the idolatry of the culture wars have caused many to hitch their wagons to DW. I agree. All right, if you're here and you haven't hit the like button, you know, just do it. It's not that, you know, it's not that hard. It's not a big deal. Um, you know, it's just a little thing that you can do. It means a lot to me. Um, so do it as a personal favor. As a as a Reformation Day present, would you please hit the like button? Uh, if you are new to the channel, think about subscribing because I do this every Monday, even though Joe says he hates weekly releases. Seems like he watches every Monday just about. Um, so I do this every Monday and I do a lot of other streams and I make a lot of different kinds of content. I'm um, going to be doing uh, a Friday chill stream. So if you got questions, so like it'll be like a AMA kind of thing, you can leave it down in the comments or uh, in the chat even, and I'll try to work those into the Friday chill stream. Uh, I'm not sure exactly on the time, but you know, that's why it's important to be subscribed. So you know when it is and hit the notifications bell so that, you know, it'll let you know when I'm live um, and uh, just be on the lookout. You know, I got a lot of different things going on. Sign up for the newsletter. It's in the description of this video. I have a video exclusively just on that newsletter where I give you my top five books on the Reformation. So, you know, maybe today sign up for the newsletter, go watch that video, and pick up one of those books off of Amazon. It's pretty cool. Uh, yeah. So that that's about it. I appreciate everyone who's been here and uh, I'll see you later on in the week. Have a great rest of your Reformation day and Halloween. All right. I know, I know it's Halloween. I just said Reformation day a ton. But I know oh, the light died. Huh, that's a bummer. It's, it's Halloween. We're going to have some fun. Uh, you can check out even uh, the chill stream I did with uh, Jeremy and John about Halloween. It's here on the channel. Anyways, I'll see you later on in the week. Have a good one, guys.